All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for our part two. We had to take a quick break, so we're back just to finish up. Um, so basically, it's kind of like a 1B <laughs> to our part two of our meeting. So, Miss Tamika, go ahead and pick up right where you're going to pick up with um, speaking to kind of piggybacking off of um, Desiree's comment. Yeah, so she um, mentioned briefly about unconscious biases, mm -hmm. and I, you know, which is something that we all have. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have them. Uh, but I think what happens a lot of times, because she was talking about her girlfriend, some of my very best friends are white girls. You know, they I, I'd click with them, that, and and there's been spaces where um, you know we could be in the office. Most of them, I, I've um, become friends with them through employment. And they'll say things like we getting up on, you know, holidays and, oh, are you going to eat some of that weird black food for Thanksgiving? Oh, wow. You know, wow. And, and I would have to check them at the door. So you're, mm -hmm. you're saying, how do we combat these microaggressions, macroaggressions, um, something folks just say, we don't want to, you know, because because typically nine times out of 10, we're outnumbered. And when we do say something in our blackness and in our boldness, we're seen as aggressive. We're seen as, you know, um, you know, aggressive, especially for black women. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that I've had to um, first build that bridge. And, and I don't think that it's my responsibility. And Desiree, maybe you could speak to this, but it's not my responsibility to build the relationship or to build the bridge. It's, it's definitely a um, both of us, we both need to be working towards it. But I feel like they got a little bit more work to do than I do because I, I get it's exhausting constantly educating people on my blackness and on my culture and on my hair and on, you know, what the conversations that I have with my children are, are these different topics that are everyday um, common sense norms, you know, in the should African American be, should be. Right, and that's the right. problem is it's not for a lot of people, you know what I mean? Because piggybacking off of what Desiree was saying, they're not even taught to be aware. That's pretty much what I got from it. They're just not even taught to be aware about certain things. And I'm not dissing anyone. I'm not angry at anyone. But I would like for a conversation of honesty to happen and to be able to understand. Right. Just like I understand you weren't made to have to do probably half of what. A lot of other minorities might have had to do to even get an education like a lot of them, their college education paid for before they even get on that campus. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a whole nother show. But that was honest. You know, yes. are we able to have those to a two way street of an honest relationship? Are we are we as a people, which I, I know we're able to do it, but mm -hmm. then are they able to. It's instead of trying to make us, but why? But mm -hmm. why not just do it this way? Mm -hmm. But why? But what? You know, that's what I've been um, for some. You know, now those that probably be, like your your good friend Desiree, like those girls that are able to say, "Oh, my bad, me. I didn't even realize that that was racist, or I didn't even. Oh, I didn't." I'm and then my best friend, we've been at this for so long. I had to reel her in the other day. She was just out here body checking people left and right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> right? But she was just like, what you saying? What are you saying to Desiree? And I was like, okay, honey. We got it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but there are a couple of things. One is that <clears throat> don't ask me why. Mm -hmm. You need to go figure some stuff out for yourself. That's that naivety. That's that, oh, my God, I didn't know, and blah, blah, blah. So do your own work. Um, 
And <clears throat> I don't have to. So, so there are a couple things. For me to stay in right relationship with you, I got to trust you. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. I, I went on a tear with a client staff, which is predominantly young white women. <clears throat> and the ED did something. It was a mistake. There's numerous reasons why it happened. And they just piled on. And they just dragged. I mean, like, what they, the way that they showed up, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was ridiculous. And I said to them, when I, I said, the way white women go after other white women, it's a very particular way. Mm-hmm. And I said, and when I see <clears throat> y'all pile up on somebody, like that person literally goes, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Now I'm learning. Like they're holding themselves accountable, right? Like they're doing all the things. I'm like y'all never let it go. Y'all continue to pile on. Y'all continue to drag. Y'all continue to do this. And I said, what it does for me as a black woman, <clears throat> it's the same thing y'all do with y'all daughters. Y'all don't ever care for them. So I don't know you will never care for me. Oh, wow. Mm. Ooh, that's deep. Y'all treat each other. Like, I was like, you know what I don't ever do? Drag a black woman in public ever. Ever. I never. 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 Drag any black person. Never. None of y'all. Like, I literally told these people this on Monday. I was like, so when I see y'all do that to each other, it just affirms for me what I know. You don't take care of each other. You don't take care of people who look mm-hmm. just like you. So why the hell would I expect you to take care of me and mine? I don't. You affirm for me everything about you being caring. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That it's just about you. You got to win. You mm. got to be the smartest white in the room. Like, all of that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that is big. Okay. Like, <laughs> Speak no, on it. Not, Speak on it. You got to be the smartest, the richest. And, 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 y'all got to be the thinnest. Like, y'all got to win everything. <laughs> and it's not funny. Please don't think I'm thinking it's funny. But no, it's just, and every, and, and please be clear, every white woman absolutely is not like this. But please understand, I have met that type of woman. And I'm going to say this to you. If you got to explain to a white woman that you don't mean all white people, then they shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Mm. Anybody who's listening to this podcast has to understand that, of course, we don't mean all white people. Mm-hmm. But we're Being talking that about the yeah. tool of whiteness, not mm-hmm. individual white people. Mm-hmm. How that tool of whiteness is used for supremacy. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, we ain't talking about individual white people. Individual white people got their own work to do. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about how the collective. Uh huh is doing how the collective shows up mm-hmm. and so i did i was like it's the same thing when they were like should we wear safety pins or show and i was like y'all ain't never go now let me tell y'all there were definitely a few because i saw a few at these marches these white women jumped to the front of the line in front of the police mm-hmm. again they done they work and they knew how to show up because they would anytime the police came after people they jump right in front of them. And somehow the police always stop. I was just about to say, don't you think that that's kind of like, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to use the word strategic, but it's just they don't have oh, that fear because because they've never had to deal with that fear. And that's what they told them. They were like, police, and the research is there, police always interact more aggressively when that front line is black. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. You can look at a million uprisings and a million research on movements that will tell you that. Mm-hmm. And so what they've been teaching these young allies, these white women allies, 
Get y'all butt in the front. Mm-hmm. 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 Y'all see the police are progressive? Y'all come right in there. And you will watch the police stop on a dime. On a dime. Because a white man ain't going to hurt a white woman. They just not, not, in, not well, in public. Right. right. So, right. So it, it is literally stops them from throwing those batons. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we've talked about, we, we've talked about a, a, a wide range of things, but and still keeping with it, you know, not to belabor the time. Um, but I did want to get, um, you know, the comments that uh, Tamika wanted to say and just some, some closing thoughts. What, well, I don't even know if they're really closing thoughts, but like what it, the micro and macro aggressions, like we've talked about it somewhat like in the community, definitely at work. Um, and I kind of want to go back to something you said, Desiree, with the NFL, because I feel like now it's almost like they I don't even want to say they're going to be forced to take. But I feel like they, it's, it's reaching an apex. Right. Because the commissioner has come out, made his statement, did mention Cap once in the statement, even though he's the one that kind of to me that he's the first person I saw bring the awareness to it. That's right. Like, what is that going to look like now? You know what I mean? Because that was a, I felt like that was a macroaggression from leadership to the owners and then kind of down to the players. I may have said it on the last episode, but, you know, I know a player on one team that the the owner said, you know, the owner, <laughs> that owner said, if you, you know, if anybody kneels, you're fired. He did it. He fired him, <coughs> you know, and it's just like, you know, these men are, I feel like are really going to be put in. I don't like saying a rock in a hard place because it really shouldn't be a difficult decision to make. But if you're talking about your bread and butter and how you eat and it being gone in milliseconds for standing in what you believe yeah, that's a tough thing and so what do you do with that because now that i feel like a macroaggression has been put out there i do i feel like it's been said you know it's disrespectful to the flag and and and, and even though there have been several conversations that you know it's not it's not they didn't want to have the conversations till they wanted to have the conversations and now they want to have the conversation um Two things. I have to be quite transparent. Mm-hmm. I hate the NFL more than anything on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always have. Mm-hmm. So even before Cap, I was like, it's the new cotton. Mm-hmm. It is, it is mm-hmm. all these black bodies being destroyed for the enjoyment of white people. Um, and it is also <clears throat> um yeah, the way it scrambles brains and all of that, I have a problem with. But I have a real problem with there are some very elite boarding schools that won't do, they don't have football teams. Mm-hmm. Right. So your kid can get his brain scrambled. Mm-hmm. But my kid can get his fucking brain scrambled. Well, let's even go back to where even the boarding schools came from. My best friend, she works at one and she had to break that thing down to me. And she said, you know, <coughs> um, I believe Brown versus Board of Education brought some bottom line is when the integration started happening with the schools. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the little people got, got together and had to create, yeah, had to get yeah. them up out of there and they create something. Own. Yeah, they made their own. Mm-hmm. I was like, own. whoa. But, but, you know, and I get it. I get what the NFL does for folks. I, I, I get all of that. And so I have a particular hate for the NFL. So then when Cap, you know, when that happened, I was like, They've been trash. They ain't nothing but trash. Um, <laughs> so for me, I was just like, mm-hmm, F the NFL. I see it all the time. They're ridiculous. Um, in part because, you know, it is literally only white men owners. Mm-hmm. I think there's one Asian, right? 
who co-owns one. Um, it is, it is the destruction, you know, of black, predominantly black bodies. Seventy um, percent for for white entertainment. Mm. And I yeah. have a real, and I have a, and and by the time they're thirty, they're done. I have a real problem with the NFL. Um, a real problem with it. Um, but you know what we know to be true, and and God bless Kaepernick, he showed us this. Our 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 demonstrate our protest can never be peaceful enough. Mm-hmm. Like the man stood, an army person told him that was disrespectful right. to take a knee, right. so he took the fucking knee, and it is never enough, mm-hmm. right? I don't care how peace. We, we show up in Sunday clothes sitting there quietly and they put the fucking hoses and dogs on us. Like, this man is literally taking a knee, not disturbing anybody, not saying a thing. And this is what white supremacy does because he had the audacity to push against the status quo. Mm-hmm. They took his livelihood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is another reason why people don't speak up. Because when you speak up against it, you can lose your livelihood or your life. We mm-hmm. know this to be true. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It, it goes all the way back to Six there's a, another another great book. Um, Willette is um, Black Mothers Raise Their Daughters and Love Their Sons, mm-hmm. and it talks about all the way back from slavery how when the slave master would come into the home and take inventory of the the, the uh, mother's children, you know, they would always look for the boys first, you know, and, and size them up. And so the mother would um, say like, oh, he's, you know, he he weak, master, or he, he's dumb, or he's this, you know, to try to um, dumb their child down so they wouldn't be taken from them, right? So going back to what Desiree was saying, we have always been trying to make, to, whatever you want, whatever you want us to do, we're, we're good. We'll do it. Just give us a piece. What, what yeah, yes. Just give us our equal rights. Just give us peace. Just let us, just let us be however you want us to do it. Motisa, you want me to dance like this? You want me to serve you like this? Like whatever you want, like we're, we're not. Um, and, and so like Desiree said, we don't, we don't push against the grain too much, but I tell you what, Research has showed, you know, I'm a big mental health buff. That is my um, area of expertise. Research says that it takes seven years um, to kind of reverse uh, trauma mm. and reverse seven mm-hmm. generations. I'm sorry, not years, seven generations. That's right. So we're right on the cusp. Um, my my children's children probably won't know oppression as I knew it or mm-hmm. as my, my grandparents. These children now, it gives me chills just thinking about it because these are my kids out mm-hmm. here. You know, my mm-hmm. kids are 21, 19. So they out there like F the police and uh, F12 and, and, you know, ACBC. Mm-hmm. They're out there. And, and so when they have children, their children will be so loud and so like they, they, they probably won't even know the effects. I, I was actually having this conversation about is it a good thing or mm-hmm. is it not a good thing? They won't really know the effects of oppression. Yeah. My kids understand racism, they under but they don't understand slavery. Mm-hmm. My great grandmother mm-hmm. right. drove me to North Carolina where I saw the cotton field. So I mm. understand right. slavery. Right. She she was a little girl picking cotton. My right. kids, that's a foreign concept to my children. Slavery is like what? Right. People own people. So now being right us 
Uh, so you have most like like Desiree said, most men that are in the NFL are they peak at 30. Mm -hmm. So you have these 18, 19, 20 year old boys. And so I, I do have and and Desiree, don't hate me. I am a football fan. <laughs> um, and and I, I've been, you know, I, I don't like the NFL, but I do love football. It's so hard. I, I, you look, I, look, every, we all got our thing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Amazon, but I somehow use them all the time. We all have our thing. got a relationship. So I feel that these these um these young black men are you know their their livelihood can still be taken but I feel like it's enough of them now that don't have that multi-sir mentality they don't have that yes sir master mentality to where they're gonna rise up and and my last thought um about this topic is there some folks. And, and, and black folks that I absolutely love. And, you know, we we in the house, these are conversations that we have in the house, have outside with other folks. Um, there are some folks that we don't want at the um, table because you they do more damage than they do good. Mm -hmm. So there's some folks that need to just hush mm -hmm. and, 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 and stay out. I'm tired of saying we're NFL to um, the black owner players, why don't they make their own league? Listen, we've done that. We've done that for centuries where we left and we built our own and they burn our damn. Yeah, they, 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 rape, they rape us of our wealth. They So some folks that have those mentalities and it's, it's folks, stay out of this conversation. Stay out of some conversations and, and you go educate yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, so just one, one more piece and then I want to let us go because I know we've been on for a while. Um, church. Do we see this in church? And if so, what does that look like? <clears throat> because, you know, I, I tend to say, you know, I haven't, you know, I'm not in, you know, leadership, so I don't really know the ins and outs. And I go to a pretty large church. You know, I pretty much go, you know, get my word, go home. But one thing, you know, my pastor did say on uh, last Sunday was he said uh, that I believe the Anglo churches have been very quiet um, when it comes to what happened. And it's almost like you have to speak up and, and you know, take a side because uh, I think we may have said this the last episode, but like silence, you're saying something. It speaks very loudly. So i don't know do you have any thoughts on that in closing i well I, I i don't have a church that i attend but i literally after any of these things happen i'm like if your pastor didn't talk about this what y'all even doing mm -hmm. you gotta look right? at that yeah right if y'all <clears throat> not gonna talk about what's really happening right mm -hmm. because <clears throat> jesus was the original organizer mm-hmm Right, the original movement person, mm -hmm. and are we going to are we going to follow that book? That book talks about community, and it talks about our neighbors, and it talks about the care of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So George Floyd was our neighbor; mm -hmm. he was us. So we're going to literally going to sit here and not talk about our neighbor being murdered in front of us then what what are we even doing so mm -hmm. i always um ask people to push 
push their pastors and push their ministers and push their leadership mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to being more just, to having justice be a big part of, of the work that they do. The work they that they up. do. That's big. How they show up in community. Mm-hmm. So. Because your work should speak for are, itself. <clears throat> but if we are, and I'm losing my voice, if we are actively fighting these systems, we replicate them. Mm. So mm. unless we're actively pushing against them, mm-hmm. actively questioning power, mm-hmm. we replicate it because mm-hmm. that's what we know. Right. That's what we, that's what we get rewarded for. Mm. Wow. Wow. So. That's so good. That's good. Oh, you know, I, I am a, a church goer and I have, um, I'm sad to say that I've been disheartened, not only by the, the white church, but also by the black church. I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm sad by how there has not been a movement and I'm with the I have really um, had to step back and, and not over spiritualize everything and not over emotionalize everything. Cause as a people, we tend mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. We're very, you know, and so I've had to really just look at, call a thing, a, king, a thing, a thing, you know, and as you said, um, when a person shows you who they are, Believe you have that. to, mm-hmm. and, uh, the great Reverend Al Sharpton, he said at George Floyd's last service, um, he's tired of punks in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And all I'm going to say is I, 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 uh, concur. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I second that motion. I'm mm-hmm. tired of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that we, we go out and riot and loot and no, you know, but we have to have our voice be heard. Like I, I and I'm tired of this dichotomy of, um, you have of, of men and women of God feeling like they have to be either like Malcolm X or right. Or, right. It's, it's, it's too far in mm-hmm. to, to really do your research. They worked in tandem. A lot of times they work together. Folks, mm-hmm. folks want to try to put them against one another, but they were for the same movement there. Maybe their um, methods were different, but the great Reverend Martin Luther King was ha- was getting hosed and was getting bit by dogs and was arrested. So to say, oh, all he no, no, like I'm tired of that dichotomy. And I think that we as a people, there are some um, myths that we have a responsibility to debunk, mm-hmm. and that we have to stop uh, repeating the narrative that has been given to us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Man, I remember first watching that and it shook me to the bone where, and even in Harriet, um, mm-hmm. the recent, and I know that these are Hollywood productions, but it, it show it paints a picture of the church, you know, um, and the, the overseer was right there watching how these preachers gave them the word and how they accented certain words and how they took away from certain, uh, you know, things. And we still have some of that. Remember seven years. Mm-hmm. We, we're not out of the blue yet. Mm-hmm. Slavery has only, been, has only been over for 125 years. We are not past that seven-year itch yet. So there's so much work that needs to be done, and we have to be stop being afraid. We have to lift up our voice. We sing all these Negro spirituals, lift every voice, and do all this stuff. But it's now time for us to be about the work. Okay. Well, on that note, um, we, we're going to wrap up. Um, we've been on for a while and it's been a rich conversation. We will be back um, next week. We're going to talk about, uh, the, you know, colorism, try to get into that a little bit um, as that can be such a such a broad um, 
topic um i thank you ladies for getting on um desiree can you tell us how to find you on social media sure i am <clears throat> at desiree Attaway. um d-e-s-i-r-e-e-a-d-a-w-a-y um on you can find me on facebook you can find me on twitter you can find me on instagram miss tamika I am at Tamika underscore Thomas on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you could follow the podcast at Tuesdays with Tamika. All right. You know, this is What's the Word with Willette. You can follow me on FB, IG, and Twitter, What's the Word with Willette. Um, Also, Judah's Calling. You can follow that on Twitter. It's Calling Judah at Calling Judah. But on Facebook and Instagram, it is judas calling thank you ladies we will be back thank you all for um we reached 400 episodes on one of my platforms i I haven't changed the analytics on the other ones but i was happy for that so thank you guys for listening um and we and we will be back thank you thank y'all